Hey guys, Kyle back with KB's uh, Shorts Episode 2. So last week we did the college basketball where I just talked about college basketball for around 20-25 minutes. Today we're going to do the same. Um, we'll go through, talk a little Conor McGregor news, uh, talk a, and then we'll go through a full main card breakdown of UFC 272 and each fighter's key to victory and what is on the line for the guys in the co-main and main event. Um, so Dana White came out and said, it is possible that Conor McGregor will get a title shot upon return. I still have a hard time believing that's actually going to happen. Even though Conor's right, they have not fully booked Oliveira versus Gaethje. So it's possible that you could get Oliveira versus Conor. Um, I'm going to leave Oliveira out of it right now because he's kind of a wild card. It's kind of a wild card, but it could be likely. I'm going to go through five other opponents that I think would make sense. Um, number five for me is Tony Ferguson, who is going to have a fight. I think they're going to end up putting this one. I bet this is 274 which I believe is in Jacksonville. Let's check. We can check that out actually right now. Did this last time, went through. So let's go to UFC 274. Um, the Footprint Center is at Jacksonville. No, so it's going to be UFC 274 is actually May 7th in Phoenix at the Footprint Center where the Suns play. Um So I think that's an ideal spot. So, I mean, potentially May, June, July, yeah. Potentially Tony would, if he could get a win or look very impressive, that could be a fight. Uh, number four is Jorge Masvidal of Connor. You know, I think a lot of these fights could be put at 170. Maybe the Poirier fights at 155 just because their history is at 155. And 145, I don't know if they do 170. Even though I guess you could say, why not put it at 170? Because Connor won at 145, Poirier won at 155, and now let's see the trilogy at 170. The real trilogy, the last one, obviously, everyone. Everyone should know how that, you know, how that played out with the injury. I don't think the fight was over by any means. If you think that Poirier was going to run away with that, is it possible he was? Yes, but it's also possible this is fighting that Connor could have got in there and stopped the fight, got him out of there. So, you know, but Masvidal at four could be at 170. I think a lot of these fights would be at 170. So you got Masvidal is fighting Covington this weekend, of course. Um, if Masvidal were able to look impressive against Covington, even even if he lost and didn't get like badly, badly beaten, I think you could do this. Um, so even if he went, if he wins, you could do this. You know, I don't know if people would want that. If, if people or the UFC would want that immediately for Connor to take on Masvidal on his first fight back from injury, we'll see how they play that. Number three is Dustin Poirier. He's still always going to be around. Um, you have to throw him in there. Oh, let me take a drink. You have to throw him in there because they fought three times. They split one and in the injury. I don't get how anybody could, you know, score a 10-8 in that first round. I did think Dustin won the round, of course, but 10-8 is ridiculous to me, especially when Connor outstruck Dustin in that fight. Um, I think it was like 43-31 to 31 in that round. So people to say it was a lopsided fight, I think it's ridiculous. But I think that fight is always going to be there and still could be there potentially. Number two is Rafael Dos Anjos. People are going to be like, who's Rafael Dos Anjos? Well, he is fighting the co-main event tomorrow. So if you buy that pay-per-view, you will be able to see Rafael Dos Anjos fight. He is a former world champion who's, uh, you know, had really a good resurgence. He had a good, re- he, had a, had a, he had a resurgence after his, you know, he slid at lightweight at first. Went to welterweight, I believe won three or four in a row. 
Lost to Covington Usman. He's gone back to lightweight. He's looked very good. I think if he wins this week, that fight becomes so real. So the history here behind this and why I have this at two is after Conor beat Aldo, he was supposed to fight. He was supposed to fight Rafael dos Anjos, who at the time was the lightweight champion. That was going to be the champ champ fight. Was Rafael dos Anjos? He pulled out with a you know undisclosed injury or whatever the injury was. Um, so then the Nate thing, the Nate thing happened, and during that time, Rafael lost the belt to Eddie Alvarez, and then Conor ended up fighting Eddie Alvarez. So I think there's a lot of history there with that fight. I think you know you could definitely promote it as that it's it's a good fight. I think, and to me, it's not like throwing Conor Donald Cerrone. It's not throwing Conor Poirier, Gaethje, Oliveira, Islam, Darius immediately. It's more in the middle because I do think RDA is still is is you know pretty much. I would say I wouldn't call him the elite of the elite, but he's right that he's the level down from the elite of the elite. If you had a level one, you'd throw. Charles, Gaethje, Poirier, Islam, Dariush, in my opinion, still Connor. And then you have, but we don't know yet, so we can't really throw Connor in there yet until we see. And then the level under is where you have Dos Anjos. So I think it's still a great fight to make because there's history. Um, I think it'd make a ton of sense, honestly. Number one is definitely Nate Diaz for me. The trilogy's huge. I would I, At this point, I really I won't be upset if it doesn't happen. I would like it to happen, though. I'd like Connor to go 2-1 on this guy, not go 1-1 or... You know, whatever. I think Connor beats Nate fairly easily at this point. Nate, to me, hasn't looked very good. Didn't look good against Edwards. Got his ass whooped by Masvidal. I think Connor is just better than Nate. Way better than Nate. And I've always, I think, like I said, skill wise, there's a huge gap. Nate's toughness keeps him in fights. I mean, even Jorge and Edwards, the bigger guys, couldn't finish him. You know, Doctor had to stop it with the cut in the Jorge fight. And then Edwards actually got rocked bad in round five, but Edwards won that fight handily, but couldn't put him away. Um, so those are the five guys. Olvera is obviously out there, I guess. Dana's putting it out there. I'm going I'm gonna say that Connor's not gonna have a title fight his first fight back. So that's why I'm not going Olvera or Gaethje, because they're gonna fight for the belt, I think. And then Michael Chandler's another wild card you could throw in there. If Michael Chandler beat Tony Ferguson, maybe that throws Chandler over Ferguson. That's a possibility. I like that fight a lot too. Um if I had to rank these easiest fights for Connor, one to five, I'm gonna go easiest Tony Ferguson because the age and the in the drop off I think he's had. Then I would go Nate Diaz second, Rafael third, because I think Rafael is way more skilled and still towards the elite than Nate or Tony. Then I would go Ma then I Masvidal Pori is tough. I'm actually gonna go Masvidal easier because there's zero wrestling to be worried about in my opinion and then Dustin Poirier five is the toughest out of the five. And I'd throw Michael Chandler around the Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, one, so that's my take on Connor again. You know, uh, people want us. I know people want my opinion on what do I really think. Like, what's going to happen when he comes back? I don't know. At this point in his career, I don't know because he's to me, he's never going to reach the high of twenty that twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen run. He'll never reach that again. That's it's just not possible in my opinion. Is there a chance that he could still get back to be as good to win the title? Yes, because I think where he was at in 2014-16 was the pound-for-pound pound number one fighter in the world. But but I uh, I don't know. I'm uh, Yeah, I'm, I would concern level from 1 to 10. I'd put it at an 8, man. I'd say I'm really worried um, on whoever he fights because you just never know. He just may have lost it. It may be gone. The magic it may be gone. He never may recover from that. So that's why I say... I'll put it as an 8-9 on the concern level, honestly. But uh, I'm always going to pull for him, and I think he can do extraordinary things still. 
but the concern level is a lot higher than it was uh, at any time in his career. But uh, now we'll get into the full main card breakdown of UFC 272 with each fighter's key to victory. Again, some of you are here. Some of you watch the podcast for different reasons. You're gonna get you're gonna get MMA talk. It's my favorite sport, so you might not know these guys. You'll know this. For, you'll know this first fight: Sergey Spivak, who's thirteen and three, versus uh, Greg Hardy, obviously former defensive end in the NFL for the Carolina Panthers and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I think Hardy really needs a win here. I believe he's lost three of four. I want to say um, keys for Spivak: use the range, stay on the outside. Um, those are two huge ones. If he can stay on the outside and just pick him apart with slick boxing. I think he wins his fight fairly easily and maybe gets him out of there because Hardy gets desperate. Also, just threaten the ground game. Use the clinch. Threaten the takedown. Even if you can't get it, just threaten it. Just show show, show, uh, show Hardy that it's there. Uh, for Hardy, keep it on the feet. You know, for sure, you want to keep it on the feet. And blitz smartly because he does blitz, but he's got to blitz smartly. Blitzing two of us is what got him knocked out. Because he was wild with it, you got to blitz smartly, and then you got to set up the big right hand with good movement. Got to have good footwork to set it up because Spivak's very good. So if you want to set up that big right hand, you got to have good movement. Um, I guess yeah, we'll take we'll, each one. We can go back and we'll look at my pick for this one was. Uh, I did go Spivak. I'm rooting for Hardy, but I'm going Spivak. I'm going with my head on this one, not my heart. Um, and we'll go through the odds for each of these main card fights after I do this breakdown. Welterweight bout, Kevin Holland making his welterweight debut against Alex Oliveira. Um, for Oliveira, you want to make it ugly? Um, this this could be this is, has the chance to go fight of the night. 100%. Uh, you want to make it ugly and use the wrestling. You know, Like I said, even if you can't get the takedown, use the clinch, use the wrestling to make Holland work and show him that it's there. For Holland, you want to be technical because Oliveira loves the scrappy fights. He loves to get into the wars. If you're Holland, you want to be technical. Use all your weapons, knees, elbows. And I got leg kicks. You want to use all your kicks. Everything in the arsenal here because, I, you know, I think Holland's the superior fighter for sure. Um, I believe I picked him. Let's see, Kevin Holland. I went Holland via decision because Oliveira's tough as hell. But uh, if Kevin Holland sets it up right and uses that technical striking, I think he can get him out of there. This is a fight I'm very excited for. Honestly, I'm more excited now for this one than the co-main because Dosanio's fighting a late replacement. Edson Barboza versus Bryce Mitchell. Undefeated Bryce Mitchell. Um, if you're Bryce Mitchell, heavy pressure. You want to pressure Oliveira because you've, you've seen guys like a Khabib or any wrestlers that he's fought and that have gone after him. It takes away his power. It takes away the power of the kicks. You want to heavy pressure, get into the clinch, and get him down. He's always had a struggle to get up from the takedown, and Bryce Mitchell's a great wrestler, so you got Bryce's game is going to be heavy pressure. Use the clinch, get him down. For Boboza, obviously, of course, use the leg kicks. Stay on the outside because you don't want to be in tight with this guy. You're probably going down. Use the speed advantage. He will have the speed advantage on the feet. Of course, you got to use that advantage and just stay on the outside. Use your kicks. Don't get into a clinch. Um, I believe I picked Mitchell. I went... Uh, yeah, I went Mitchell via round three submission. So I do think he gets him out of there. But again, Barboza has a way to win this fight. Uh, lightweight bout. Now now it's a catchweight bout of 160, I believe. Rafael Dos Anjos, Hanato Moicano. Moicano taking this fight on late notice. I respect it. Um, for Dos Anjos, mixing the wrestling, good head movement. Must be tight and technical because Moicano does have good hands. Um, 
Dos Anjos wants to get in tight and use that dirty boxing. I think he can get him out of there. We'll see about Moicano's gas tank the longer this fight goes on. Moicano, you want to stay on the outside, use leg kicks, get in and out. One, two, out. One, two, out. You want to get out. You don't want to be in tight. He does not want to be in tight here with RDA. Um, I think RDA should win this. You never know in fighting. I got RDA via round two, KOTKO, so we'll see. But I think RDA gets it done. In the main event, uh, the big one. Oh, let me grab more drink. The big one. Colby Covington. Jorge Masvida. Former friends, former roommates, now turned bitter rivals. Maybe one of the, the along with Khabib Connor, one of the darkest and deepest rivalries. This one's different, though, because former best friends, former roommates, you know, live together. This one's different. Um, if you're Covington, heavy pressure at Masvidal, head in the chest. Lots of volume on the feet and use that wrestling because I think if he gets him down, that's the way he can put him away. Lots of volume on the feet, though, so Masvidal has to be wary of that striking because Covington, you saw the, the, the pace he put on Lawler with the striking, uh, the stuff he was doing to Woodley. Lots of volume by Covington. Uh, throw some kicks, too, if you're Covington. I think catch him off guard. Um, you know, something else for Masvidal to have to worry about. For Masvidal, must be precise. He can't swing wild and miss or he's going to get caught or he's going to get taken down. He's got to be precise in this fight. He's got to set up that right hand with great footwork and a good jab. He has great footwork and he has a good jab. He has to use it. In the Usman fight, I really thought his striking was very poor. I don't think he respected Usman at all. And here's the problem. I don't think he respects Covington striking even more. And I think that could be his downfall. I'm not saying he's going to get knocked out, but I think he's going to realize that, okay, this guy's a lot better than when I used to train with him. And you must keep your back off the cage because Covington would love to get in there, clinch, dirty box, and then get this fight to the ground. Uh, again, I I went Covington, round two. Um, I think he gets this done. I think he's going to put it on Masvidal. I could easily see it going longer. I'm kind of good. The, the predict, I'm going my head for the fight, but the prediction's kind of my heart. I want him to get him out of there quick, bad. I really want him to win this fight. Um, so what's on the line, obviously besides, uh, you know, bragging rights between Covington and Masvidal or do Dos Anjos and Moicano first for Moicano, it's an immediate jump into the top 10 of the lightweight division. If he can go in there, when, you know, even just win or finish RDA, that is a massive feat and he would immediately jump into the top 10 of the division. And that means big fights next for him. For Dos Anjos, one more push of the gold. You know, you win this one. I know it's a late notice, but it's a dangerous opponent. You know, you win this, you could easily see a fight with, Maybe Chandler and uh, Ferguson doesn't work out, and you fight Chandler, or you get the or you get the Connor fight, uh, and not be a lightweight and the new lightweight gatekeeper. Because I, I feel if he loses this fight, they're gonna they might run the Fazaya fight back, or they're gonna throw him these young killers. He's gonna be the gatekeeper, so it's to stay off the gatekeeper line and one more push of the goal in big fights next with either I think a Chandler or a Connor, uh, Jorge Masvidal. Fighting to stay relevant, man, because, I mean, he's talked all this game about how he's the baddest, you know, motherfucker in the world, and he's, uh, you know, he's still, he, he still sees himself as elite. I truly don't. I think he's always been a journeyman that had one great run in him. Um, but this is to stay relevant. Even if a loss happens, he can't let it be lopsided. 
if it's lopsided, that's not good for Jorge Masvidal. For Covington, it's a chance to get closer another shot at Usman. I think he would probably be one fight away. Um, or there's you know the rumor that he would love to fight Dustin Poirier next. That's another big fight. Um, but it's it's one fight away from Usman. I think if he beats Masvidal, he said he wants to go on the revenge tour and Dustin could be next. I think that's an awesome, awesome fight. I would love to see that happen as a main event of a pay-per-view. Covington, Dustin, you know, keep this whole thing going a little bit of Covington fighting his former team. Um, but yeah, like I said, once another shot at Usman, he must win this. This loss would be awful for Covington. It would be so bad for both guys. Because for Covington, I think it takes away another chance at Usman. I don't think that ever I don't think that ever occurs again if he loses this fight. And for Masvidal, if he has his sights set on the gold or, you know, making big fights, you can't lose this one. Um, so let's take a look at some odds before the fight. Obviously the fight is tomorrow. This is recorded at eleven. This could be around when the uh it's eleven o'clock, so twelve o'clock Eastern, eleven o'clock here in Kansas. This could be around when Masvidal and Covington actually uh fight. To be quite honest, definitely a chance. So for the main card, uh, Spivak is a minus one ninety five favorite. Greg Hardy's plus one fifty. Some some of the other fights we talked about in the other one are Nurmagomedov and Kelleher. Nurmagomedov's a minus twelve hundred. Kelleher plus six twenty five. Marina Rodriguez minus two sixty five. Uh, Jan Shion plus two fifteen. Greg Hardy's plus one fifty. Spivak minus one ninety five. Kevin Holland's now minus four hundred. Oliveira plus one ninety five, Barboza plus one thirty five, Bryce Mitchell minus one seventy, Dos Anjos minus one seventy five, Moyacano, uh, minus one forty, and then Covington minus three ten, Masvidal plus three forty. We're gonna take a look here. Let's go. I'm gonna go into my Bovada account here real quick. I'll something that I have that I think I want to cook up. Um, obviously, so tomorrow is UFC 272. I would do Bryce Mitchell, Rafael Dos Anjos, Colby Covington. That would be 100 to win 232. So the last three fights um, of the card, uh, if you're a dog better, I, I, I Moicano's not a bad... I would actually pick Moicano as the dog over Barboza because I just think it's such a bad match with Barboza. So if you're a dog guy, the dogs I could see winning. Moicano, Greg Hardy, and... Who is the dog up here that I like to... Oh, the women's fight, Jan Shion. Uh, that would be plus 1764 if you threw three. I'm not as confident on Jan, so let's just say we did Hardy and Dos... And Moicano, that'd be a hundred to win four ninety seven. Um, on that, if you're a dog guy, yawn if you want to throw in three because that would technically be a hundred to win seventeen sixty four. Um, but yeah, I do like those dogs potentially. Moicano, like I would not. I'm not a Barboza. I don't think Barboza gets it done. Obviously, if you're a big Masvidal guy, he's plus two forty. That's a hundred to win two forty on him. Uh, yeah. So those would be. I, I like I said I like the last three fights: Mitchell, uh, Dos Anjos, Covington. One hundred to win two thirty two. I like those a lot. Um, but yeah, I cannot wait for the fights tomorrow. I, again, I don't think it's the best pay per view card. I think, you know, if they uh, if they had Hardy and Spivak as the main event of the prelims, and they bumped every fight down and had a killer co main, I think this card would be a lot better. But you're paying to see Masvidal, Covington, and then all these other fights though. 
Dosenius Moicano, Barboza Mitchell, Holland Oliveira, Spivak Hardy, they're all going to be action-packed for sure. The only fight I think that could end up being a little boring could be Mitchell Barboza because if Mitchell just takes him down and holds him down for three rounds. But uh, Mitchell's a guy that loves ground and pound, so I'm not scared that he does that. I don't think he would just hold him down. So I think all these fights are going to be action-packed, and I cannot wait. Uh, it'll be Monday. We'll be Fee back on the podcast. I think we're shooting for Monday. And then we'll be back next week with a Friday shorts. Could be running it back college basketball because it'll be, you know, towards the end of the conference tournaments. So we could be running back college basketball for shorts, but we'll see. Maybe some big news happens in the NBA or NFL and we do something on that. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Peace.